Welcome to the Habits and Hustle Podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. What podcast do you listen to, if you do listen to podcasts? Um, well, I was a big fan of Serial. Mm, I know, everyone loves that one. I was listening, most recently I've been listening to this uh, podcast about the DC sniper called Monster. Mm. It's quite freaky. Oh, wow. Do so you remember that? I, I don't, but I know that this, the crime area is so popular. I feel like it's just like he, that space of the podcasting world is he, huge. Yeah, he, he was a, <clears throat> it was like right after um, 9-11 in 2002 and there was a sniper who was like killing people at random. Well, there were two of them that were killing people at random. Across the DC area. Oh wow! Them. Very freaky. But my favorite podcast, and then I like how I built this, and I uh, I like that one. Too. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. in your in your vein. And I, I wrote actually to the host guy Roz, and I yeah. said you should do one with my dad, and uh, he did. He did, and um, people always come up to me because they talk about how it came together and that I had written him and all this stuff, and people always talk about that. But my dad had no clue what it was, and literally. Could have cared less, and right. gave, in my opinion, the worst interview I've ever seen him give. <laughs> but people seem to love it. But um, but my favorite podcast, without a doubt, is uh, S Town. If you've ever listened no, to but then again, you're you're thirty years old, right? Twenty nine. Twenty. Excuse me, I don't want to age you. So you're you're like you're I like is that what people what the kids are listening to right now? Like that type of thing. I feel like most people your age are listening to like Call Her Daddy or. Or not call her daddy. What's that? It's a lot of yeah. yeah that's yeah, a very bro it. one. That's bro. That's very bro. But you don't I, really seem like a bro. The kids are on TikTok. The kids that, are all on TikTok. TikTok's where it's at. It's. I'm, I'm, I was saying yesterday that I feel like you know how with Facebook when all the old people like me went on. Well, not me. Like my mom. We like people went to Instagram. You know. Now I feel like all the old people are on Instagram, and now everyone's moving over. Even to the TikTok. old people were on Facebook, and then yeah, now like, it's not cool anymore. Like yeah. when it like when the old people start going to that platform nobody wants like the, the youngsters like you or even younger than you go onto a different platform yeah i mean i it's funny though you saw that with snapchat and then right and then instagram just kind of like adopted snapchat's technology and and then i think kind of snapchat became a, a little less relevant than it had been prior to instagram putting stories on so, I mean, it all comes and goes, and I think some are, some are here for the long haul. I think that TikTok is, like, uniquely fascinating, and if the goal is, if the, if the concept is that in today's world, we're all on our phones so much, and yeah. then, like, your phone can provide you more entertainment and capture more sort of market share of your day than anything else, the right. way that television once did. Um, I really don't, and we'll see, but I don't think there's, like, a better, more suited medium and platform for that than TikTok. Just it's like so short and it's so energetic and like it's sort of this meritocracy. I don't know that much about it, but it's like a meritocracy where it's like not about how many followers, it's about how much your video gets viewed quickly. So right. it's like it's an amazing platform. I'm deeply into TikTok. No, man, I'm love, not on it myself, but I mean, I look at it, but I'm not like creating TikToks myself. I know, but. no, no, I know. But you should because wasn't it? It was called Musical.ly. Do you remember when it was yeah. called Musical.ly and now it's this? But besides doing these like songs and dances on it, what else can people really do on it? Right? Not well, much. The songs yeah. and yeah, okay, fine. So maybe it's a little 
vapid because you it's you know, not that could fun. you change the world on TikTok? I think you can use it as an entree to do so. But to your point, it's these very short videos and how much can you really say? But there is more than the dancing. There's like funny videos and sports things and politics and there th- there's stuff. But yeah, the the dancing. I weirdly when I was in LA, um, was with a. I was over at a friend of mine's house, and there was like a TikTok superstar there, and and she was telling there's me all about. There's a TikTok superstar. There's TikTok, oh my god, there's TikTok superstars. Yeah. Really? Who's like one TikTok superstar that I, you met? I don't know. This girl's name was Alyssa. I couldn't okay. even tell, you, but she's got like something like 14 million TikTok followers or something. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, go ahead. You met, you met this girl t- on. You there's said no you're more in to the story. I was just saying that I, oh, she I was, she was breaking okay. down to me like how how she, how she puts her TikToks together and. It was all very fascinating. How what did she say? I'm curious. She, you know, she was showing she was showing me like the 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 dance and essentially like you find something that's kind of catching steam and then you recreate it and then you sort of put it side by side next to the original, but you have to have some sort of like interesting hook. Like she would do something where she'd be doing it, but then something would happen and then like they would disappear and more people would come and. It, it, it's an interesting, it's like little mini miniature stories. Yeah, no, yeah. I think, and I think also we haven't even seen what it's going to be capable of, right? Like it's going to obviously roll out and be, there's going to be lots of other morphoses of it, right? And this is just the beginning. By the way, I should say, I was like, we went right into it. This is Gus. He runs Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine and the media, right? Like that's basically what you do. You took over for your father four years ago. Um, Three years ago? Something like that. I mean, there was a, my dad founded it in, in 1967 and uh, over the course of 50 years, built it into what it became and had all sorts of peaks and valleys along the way, but um, did something really special. Like, Beyond. I, in my opinion, sort of changed the world. And, and It was a cultural, the, like of all the, like, of all like publications, that was like, not only was that hip and cool, it was like a cultural um, like statement in a way, right? Like if you were if you were on the cover of Rolling Stone, it was like the biggest thing in the world. It was like Time Magazine, bigger than Time Magazine in some respect, yeah. right? Do you remember because you're 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 young, right? What when you were like, I guess you saw it with your father, right? But did you realize what like an impact it had in like pop culture? Um, definitely. I think at a at a young age, it was clear to me that it it was very important right in the in the middle of pop culture i think the the covers of course but really more the the journalism yeah right? the journalism like, amazing yeah and like you, you you'd see stories come out like um michael hastings story on on general mccrystal and then a week later obama is up there talking about the story and then mccrystal gets let go from his post because of that report so it's like i was able to see how right. how critical this work was and I think the way that both my, both my parents lived their life and everything they created for themselves was always about that journalism and the music and their political beliefs and, and wanting to see a more progressive society and how music could be a, a vehicle to achieve that. And that, for that reason, it, it resonated a ton mm-hmm. and, and all the things that were around me made sense. And I, and felt kind of soulful and not like, whoa, that's cool or that's interesting, but like way more than that. Like I understand, I mean, this is what I was mm-hmm. working towards, but like I understand why this is important and why 
my dad had dedicated his life to it. Mm-hmm. But to answer your original question, um, when I graduated from school in 2012 uh, from college, I started working for the chief digital officer at the time. And it was a company called Wenner Media, mm-hmm. which owns, owned Us Weekly and another magazine called Men's Journal, as well as Rolling Stone. And really was tasked uh, with building the website. And then eventually I took over the role of chief digital officer. And the guy that I was working for went to work at Apple. And he was a really brilliant individual himself and taught me a lot. But um, And then there just came a moment where Obviously, with the internet coming along and, and the print industry kind of dec- in decline, mm-hmm. we had to <clears throat> make really what I saw as drastic and aggressive moves in order to build around and grow our most powerful asset uh, with the most potential in Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. So we, that's when I really kind of like stepped into the leadership role and led the sale of uh, us, mm-hmm. led the sale of Men's Journal, and then ultimately the sale of Rolling Stone, um, which we sold to a company called PMC. And now I run Rolling Stone, but that's been an unbelievable situation for us because it's taken us out of a mode of like figuring out how to, we, we had a lot of corporate debt, figure out how to mm-hmm. pay down all that corporate debt and deal with, and now have the resources and infrastructure to really grow um, and capture this enormous opportunity around an iconic brand that's recognized around the globe, mm-hmm. like not just in America, but around the world. So it's a, I feel very fortunate to be in this position, and it's a, it's an amazing opportunity, and I love doing it. I mean, that's a lot of chat. I mean, it looks to me from the outside, you've done a good job because I, I saw with like numbers, like you've, you've really built out the digital portion, which is where everyone's going. And your you, the, the visitors you get monthly, like it's really it's kind of like you said, everything has an ebb and a flow and peak and valleys. I feel like it's really having a moment again where it's really on the rise, right? Because you are taking advantage of like you you have your finger on the pulse, so to speak, of like what's kind of relevant and current, and you're kind of creating that again with your with your brand. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. That's that's the goal. I mean, our biggest <clears throat> the thing that we think about most every day across everything we do, the website, our social media platforms, the magazine, um, our film initiatives, our events initiatives, is how do we leverage this incredible history, um, this emotional connection that people have had with Rolling Stone for so long, people Mm -hmm. have read it for so long, um, but leverage that in a way where we're really taking risks and evolving and trying new things. Um, and I think if you look at the last 18 to 24 months, mm-hmm. we've been very aggressive, like pushing forward. Um, I wish I could talk about our next talk cover. The, well, well, the, well, the current cover, I don't know if you've seen it. Is Li- isn't that Lizzo? It's Lizzo yeah. shot by David LaChapelle. And it's a stunning Yeah, it's image. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's yeah. like, and then the story is amazing, written by one of our writers, Brittany Spanos, who's young and, and super talented. Um, <clears throat> but we have so many projects going on across the board where we're making a, a four-part or three-part docu-series on Showtime about the rise and fall of Takashi 69. Um, I saw that. What is, can you explain, like, so are you, are you oversee content then as well? Like, you kind of, you have your finger in that as well, right? It's not just the, like, 
like my question is, are you involved in the minutia of saying, okay, this is what I want to do. Let's make this happen. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm responsible for everything we do on the creative side and on the business side. But a lot of times people say that, like, I'll just figure, you know, like, but then, and, and then you get like, you get the like, okay, the final okay. But are you one of those, um, are you one of those leaders, I guess, where you are constantly wanting to pick the different content to make? Because you said, yes, I want to have Lizzo, I want to do this, like. Or how does it work in your structure? I mean, it's a it's a collaborative process. My goal is to have really talented people on our team and let them spread their wings and do the thing, but be a really uh, collaborative resource for them. But how do you lead? Is my question. Like, what's your leadership um, style? Well, I think it 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 depends on the day, but ultimately, look, I think people people res like passion resonates with people and. Mm -hmm. I could not feel more strongly about a this opportunity we have from a business perspective and this opportunity we have from a sort of cultural impact perspective. I also feel that the world needs Rolling Stone. Like if we're at our best, we are making mm -hmm. the world a better place. And whether that's for people who just love music mm -hmm. um, or movies and television and art or the the political landscape. I think that there are, have been times mm -hmm. um, where we haven't been at our best and aren't like not to sound corny, but like no. changing ahead. the world. Um, but that's the goal, and that's that's our opportunity. So we've had a a, a lot of change. Um, we've gone through a major transition. We're making a lot of progress, um, but we need to strive to be making the world a better place through our storytelling, through our journalism, mm -hmm. um, through the video we create, through, through the, um, the stories we tell, the, the photographs that we take. And I think we're on our way to, um, to getting to that place in a, in a very modern way. Is it difficult like to watch? Like, but, but I didn't really answer your question. No, you I didn't. guess I didn't. But but uh, the point is that give me I think a, a couple. How about this? How about give me a couple qualities that you have mm. that you think make you a really good leader. Well, <laughs> I'm not just going to claim that I am. But my okay, I'm going to say like, well, you, you're running a, a big a big media conglomerate, right? Like you're overseeing it. You're taking over for your dad. I guess my question's twofold. You know, my first part of the question, really, what I'm really curious about, like, is, is it hard to, like, to, to take over for your father who, like, is it difficult, like, day to day? Like, you feel like people, you have to prove yourself even more because of who you're, how you're, when someone, like, when this kind of situation happens and, like, you're, like, the offspring of your father, do you feel like you need to constantly have to, like, prove yourself and, and show that you are, you're capable and qualified? The question beneath the question. Okay, yes. but with your first question, I was arriving at a point, which is that oh, I think I that you were kind of roundabout. So I, didn't, I wanted to. I was I was roundabout, and there was a there was an end. Okay. And oh, here, here's okay, the okay. here's the end. Okay, I think people respond to passion and belief. Yeah, I know that you said that, and I agree with you. So you're passionate. I I really am like like about this thing. Not only my passion, but yeah. like I believe we can be something, we're already important and big. I believe we can be massive. And I think that when people look in someone's eye and, and you actually believe something, whether it's like I your agree. own staff or someone that you're just met for the first time, like 
you can you can tell. It's infectious, is what you're saying. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like if someone is if someone actually has that like authentic like passion for something, it is infectious. People feel it and they want to be around it. So you that's that's a that's a great that's a great I think a great quality to have. So you actually have a genuine passion for it. Yeah. Okay. And then the second part of the question. Well, the second part of the question which also relates to the to the first question is I haven't I've always been young for what I'm doing and yes dealing with the notion that mm-hmm. you know the son of the founder formerly the owner and that was a bit different than today where I you know yeah. my dad is not um you know it's a, it's a different uh, format since since we sold it um but I've always believed that the proof is in the pudding and the results are the results. Mm-hmm. And when I came on was the beginning of, of a really, really difficult time for the media industry, particularly traditional media companies like Kanye Nast and Hearst mm-hmm. and ourselves and, and whatnot. So it's amazing that you guys actually like, and I, and I know that you kind of spearheaded the whole process, which is amazing. And so many brands who are also like very, the brand itself had such a huge iconic name and like they dissipated, they're gone. You know what I mean? And you were able, to your credit, not to maintain it, but even keep on elevating it, which is a great, that's a, that's a great thing. You know, yeah. you don't see that very often. So I, it, it never bothered me. It didn't slow me down. Like I'm aware of the dynamics mm-hmm. and want to be respectful of the dynamics. Um, but the, there was too much on the line and there is too much on the line and it's too important to have it slow down what we're doing. And if we are putting numbers on the board and growing, I mean, when I came on, the, the website was like, had like five or six million unique visitors. Now we have like 30 million unique visitors. We're publishing I over know. 70 stories a day. We have uh, 30 million followers across our social channels and you had the magazine. Like the audience is big now across a lot of platforms. And so, so, so Re- results, I think, um, people respect that. And I wouldn't respect myself or want to feel right doing what I'm doing or probably be given the opportunity to do what I'm doing if the results weren't there. So I, that, I've always looked at it through that lens, mm-hmm. is that the, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense because, like you said, like it, that does make a big difference, right? If it was failing, right, and it was plummeting yeah then you're I right shouldn't be right. doing this absolutely <laughs> exactly but you must have had quite like when you were young when you were younger i was going to say what did you always want to get into this business were you ever had did you ever have like a different did you think that you would take a different path i played music and that oh. you know i think i thought I, I just loved like playing guitar and singing writing songs and um do you still do that like i play sometimes but not a ton i'm I, like the schedule is pretty busy, but I have guitars in my house and we'll mess around and I'm friends with a lot of people that are great players and whatever. And right. we, we mess around, but, um, I certainly listen to music constantly. Right. Um, you must be a great library. Like I bet you have like some great, like things that we, I would never know of because I just wouldn't be exposed to it. You must have a great play, like the best playlists ever. Yes. I, I do have some good playlists. I can imagine. <laughs> What's your favorite type of music? Wow. Um, <laughs> like who's your favorite artist? Um, the, you to me, no. Well, the number my number one is is Bob Dylan. I just think as a oh, as okay. a writer, as a lyricist, as a singer, as as a 
poet. Like to me, he's the most important creative American creative person in the last hundred years, at least. I think people agree with you. A lot of people would agree with that. Have you got to meet? Like, I'm sure you met him like a bazillion times. I ha- I've met. Yes, yeah. I've I've had. I spent some time with him, and it was amazing. That's each amazing. Time. Yes. Okay, and so do you? So, so name another person that you love, like current current person. Yeah. Um, well, to but to that end, I and there, there's so many people from that era that I love, and I. I would say that Van Morrison to me is is one of my favorites. Sam Cooke, Lee Scratch Perry. I love reggae and soul music and gospel music. I love hip hop. I put Notorious B.I.G. up there, honestly, in my most upper echelon in terms of wow. lyricists and storytellers. Not at Bob Dylan, but maybe like one echelon below. And then in, in terms of today, there's so much good music that's coming out. I'm a big fan of... Um, a girl called Yola who just got nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys and which what does she sing would I know the song no she I watched the Grammys you, you, you might not she has a record called Walk Through the Fire um, do you like uh, Billy? is she like kind of like a Billie Eilish kind of or no she's no. kind of like a soul country singer she's, she's from England but she's oh. recorded in Nashville with Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys uh, there's a a guy called Marcus King, who's an incredible guitar player who I really like a lot right now. My one of my, probably my favorite record of late in the last couple of years was a record by a guy called Sturgill Simpson. Uh, the record's called The Sailor's Guide to Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's fantastic. He's like a country guy, but kind of like on the fr- he, he on does the it, he does it like differently. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. There's so much. I love Chance the Rapper's. Record coloring book is a coloring book. Yeah, coloring book. Yeah, I love Chance the Rapper. Okay. I think Kendrick Lamar's great. To Pimp a Butterfly. I was just thinking about that. That's like my favorite album title. To Pimp a Butterfly of, of like what the yeah amazing yeah um, it's a good one and that whole record. So I don't know. There's so much good music going out. And yeah, Billy Eilish really talented. I just feel there's so many people that like the people who are usually the best are people you're just. Un- you never heard of before. And that's kind of unfortunate. Like you kind of are, are you in a position kind of like if you like someone and you think they're super talented because you get exposed to so much, can you actually can, I, I would think that you guys can like break an artist, right? Cause you can help promote it on all your channels. Like that's a big, that's big. Like you probably have more power than a record label kind of, right? Cause they need you. Yeah, we're part you know? of the process. Right? I mean, some like the two the two of the people that I named who are just coming up, Yola and Marcus King. They came to to my offices and played, and I was just like wow. stunned. And in fact, with and then ended up becoming friends with them and 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 getting to know them better. And like immediately, we we ran stories on both of them. And and actually, with with Yola, like took a photograph of her that day that we then ran huge. In the, as an opening spread in in the next issue and then really? online and yeah and yeah I think that that was a um, helped a lot yeah. for her you know it was a huge I think it was probably her biggest exposure to date but there's so many ways for an artist to break now and Spotify is really important they have their thing New Music Friday that, yeah. that carries a lot of weight so it, there's it's a different universe now but we we play an important part and certainly I mean who is I we we have this event tonight and. Um, I was yeah. over with with at uh, with DJ Khaled yesterday, and he was just talking. Um, who's performing at our event with with all of his friends? Um, but he was saying 
just talking to me about the importance of the cover. He's like, there's, he's like, there's nothing more important in music than that. And I've had a lot of people, and I don't know whether people just blow smoke up my ass or not. Probably but a little bit. Probably a little, yeah. but there's the, but like, I mean, the, uh, but at least you know, at least you're self aware enough to know that people are kind of blowing smoke up your ass uh, once in a while. Right? Well, I think, I think not more always. than, more than once in a yeah, while, well, but I'm but, trying to be polite. I don't yeah. know you that well yet, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was blowing smoke yeah. up my ass. Well, but, I was, was going to say, like, I, but, but I think it's kind of like you have to have the self awareness. You seem to have it. That like that's kind of like what happens sometimes, right? But yes, but here's the bottom line: is like you look at the Lizzo cover, right? That image. I don't think you can produce that image and have that level of importance and impact anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. Right? So, I agree. So to me, like you could you could blow smoke up my ass all all you want with right. with this subject, but the uh, back to the proof being in the pudding. Like if you create an iconic image like that that carries the cultural significance it does because it's the cover of Rolling Stone. And people are like, whoa. And in 20 years from now, when Lizzo is like a legend and getting her Lifetime Achievement Award at whatever, and that, that, like, that image lives on. It's not just like one random thing along the way. Like it, It's a defining moment in her career. So the, the work is what matters. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, like, do you remember the, do you remember the Britney Spears uh, yes. cover you did? Yes. I feel like that was huge for her. You know, like I think when people like do profiles on people all the time, they bring up like that picture of her, right? Or or a lot of people, like a lot of artists that I've even By the met, way, it was shot by the same guy. I know, he's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that guy, I, I feel he does, like most of his stuff is pretty iconic. I mean, if you get him to do, shoot your 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 photos, like that's pretty amazing, right? With the right subject. With yeah. the right, yeah. I mean, Lizzo though, like I feel like a lot, most of the people who get on the cover, there's, there's it's not just... They have, like, there's a bigger thing behind it, right? Like she has like, she's kind of has a movement going, you know, body positivity right now. And it's, she's, she's huge for more than JIT for lots of different reasons. Billie Eilish too, right? Um, but what I was going to say is like, it's interesting. Like when you know these, when you meet these people, that's the picture of whatever, if they're on the cover that they highlight in their house in the in a frame, it's a huge thing. But you don't see that picture if they're, they're on the covers of like, you know, glamour magazine and covers of all sorts of other magazines, and you don't see that, right? It's like uh, everybody I've, knows. I've I've seen the frames in the houses. I don't know whether they frame them and put them up no right before I come do. over. No we don't know the answer to that question, but I have to. I'm going to assume that that's not the case. I'm, but I'm yes, not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass with that. I don't think so. I think that's like huge. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you have the power. You guys have the power to literally break an artist. Like, you know, like American Idol, for example, or like The Voice, or what all these shows. Very even with all that exposure, right? They're going out there, they're singing, and blah, blah, blah. millions of people are watching, voting. They get like they see the, the retention's constant. Very few. I mean, of course, you have breakout stars, but like 80, 90 percent of those people you never hear from again, right? But yeah, if they were like, because people don't take it seriously, you know. But if they're with you, got with the, if you guys back somebody or like you know, promote as somebody, people automatically, like it's kind of like ingrained in your head that, oh my God, that's like, that person has something. That person ha it, there's a more meaning behind it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I that's think it, it means you've, you've reached a certain level. Yeah. But I also want to say that we can't like, like back to what I was saying before about like leveraging the history, of, but taking risks and moving forward and making sure that the quality of work is there and, and that we're not just kind of doing what has been done like we can't rest on our laurels and and i really do wish i 
and I'm not going to, but our our cover after this one, I think is so Who is it? You can't tell me. It won't be it might be aired like later on. Come on. It's, it's, I'm getting a no from Rebecca. I'm not going to say, but it, but what is, is that boy or a girl? It's it's multiple girls. That's the most I'll say. But it's not Fifth Harmony. Is it? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, it's not. I, but uh, I was joking. The point is, it it like represents like everywhere, everything, everything we're doing, and it's the type of thing that we just never would have done, and. It's just, it's just a pushing limits. And look, maybe it won't work. Maybe people will be like, uh, but you got to keep evolving. And um, for all like this amazing, all the amazing stuff that's happened, like we have to use that, but we have to take risks. And we, we're not like where we can be yet. Where do you want to be? Like, what's your, what's your goal? Where do you want to be? What's your vision? Um, I think that as a, as a, Con- we're a content company. We we are journalists and and tell stories. And we've we've done an incredible job of that in terms of putting out some of the most uh, recognized and awarded magazine features in our history. I think we need to take that same level of just editorial excellence and apply it to like multi platform storytelling. So in five years from now, I want us to be producing the best documentaries mm-hmm. that you'll see. I want us, I want our, our Instagram stories are like, even like if we have TikTok, like our TikTok stories to be like the most compelling. And look, some things are worth our time and resources and some aren't like you have to be smart about where you take your shots, but we should be as a multi-platform business in the moving image, in the in the static image, in the written word, in the spoken word. So like we have a deal with Audible, we deal with Spotify for podcasts and audiobooks. We need to be among the best, if not the best, kind of multi-platform journalists that there are. Mm-hmm. And then from there, build all sorts of things around it. So I want um, to have a... a a re- we have a robust events business, but I want it to be like three or four times the size. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a global licensing business, but I want it to be three or four times the size. But the the core, the primary thing that we do and that where our opportunity lies is being outstanding journalists across multiple different platforms. Mm-hmm. That was well said. Now, when you were younger, they were ta- you were saying that you loved you were you loved to song. You're a songwriter. You play instruments. What like did you want to be like a? Did you want to do that for your main living? I guess you would call it. Like, did you want to like follow that path more? And then this whole opera. Like, how did it happen that like ten years when you were twenty years old? What did you want to do? Yeah, I think I, I think at that time I was that. I mean, look, I was in college when I was twenty, right. and I was like, like having hilarious experience, making great friendships, and yeah, singing and playing. And did you, would you have a ba- you had a band or I did at the okay. time. Yeah, what, what, what kind of band was it? Was it? like a we, we honestly we played like country music, which was funny, but really, yeah, and. No, I look. I, I wasn't trying to. What do you to, play? You play the guitar? Or yeah, I play the guitar. Do you, do you play the piano also? I can poorly, but okay. I'm I'm much better at the guitar. I don't know. I wasn't really thinking in like long term life terms at that point. I I knew that I wanted to do something that I loved. That was kind of the and I and I'm fortunate enough to have been able to 
be able to do that. I, right. There's a lot of people that that can't um, think that way that have to um, do things to get by. So I, I felt very lucky and fortunate that I was able to take a path that like made me happy that I wanted to work really hard at because uh, I, I wanted to and loved to, not that I just had to. Um, Did your dad though want you to kind of follow in his footsteps? Cause that's no. typically, he didn't want you to. Yeah. He told me he was like this, he was like, the, I, he, he understood that it was a nice thing to do for a second, but he was right. like, this is going nowhere. And, and I was like, I don't want it to go anywhere. But really? yeah, he, he was like, and he was like, not only is it going nowhere, I wouldn't even want you to like have the burden of like having to like, he was like, just, it's a no. And, and he's, he's a tough guy. Um, but, but, but then it just kind of all fell into place. And, and really, as I said, like we were starting kind of a new business within the business. Like the digital thing was like nothing right, at the time. I remember, yeah. So it was almost like, like a startup within this, this sort of iconic brand and company. Um, and, yeah, the growth was there, and and then he eventually did ask me like to to do this. To do it, yeah. yeah. Your brothers or sisters? Or? Yeah, I have two older brothers, and then I have three little half siblings. Oh, how old are your brothers? My older brothers, who are my full brothers, are thirty three and thirty four. And are they are they involved in the business at all? No, my middle brother is a very successful photographer, and he has shot a couple covers some of our I mean really some of our best covers in the in the last 10 years or so he did the beautiful one of Adele where she's wearing no makeup and she's got a shot yes. stunning she he did the beautiful. one of Taylor Swift on the beach so he, he's a super talent but no he's not involved in the business beyond that and my oldest brother's not involved at all wow so um so it's all you all you and the half brothers and sisters are too young yet, huh? They're twelve and thirteen. Yeah. yeah, so like maybe they'll be an intern in a few years. Okay. I mean, I will note it's it's not a family business anymore. Yeah, 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 so yeah, we're yeah. we're exactly. you know exactly they're gonna have to apply their internship <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, all right, so I think you got to run. I I see someone giving me a let's move it along sister kind of thing. Um, well, you've been you've been fun. Thank you for coming on Habits and Hustle. I didn't even really properly introduce you, but um, I'll, I'll fix that later. Um, and <laughs> You'll edit the entire I'm thing I'm not going to edit. Actually, you know what? I don't edit it at all. At all. I just normally say, hi, today, you know, th- on Habits and Hustle, I have Gus Wenner, who is the, you know, basically the COO of Rolling Stone. But at this time, I just didn't do it. But I don't edit it at all. So what it is, is what it is, you know? Well, Can I so ask you one fast yes. question? What's your favorite cover of all time that you've that you liked for me um Bob Dylan. no, no, no for me it was uh it was obama uh when he was running peter yang took the photograph and he's looking down and smiling and it's just the logo i don't think there's even any cover lines maybe it just says like one thing about him and he's smiling and he's looking down and it's just like it captures the moment so unbelievably well like mm. Like it was so powerful and, it, and and the photographer had like five minutes with him. Like he was like going through all these tents and, and he was doing all this stuff. But like, I remember the photo director telling me that I think she had put on um, like Fleetwood Mac or like something where like it like all of a sudden like Obama was just like at ease and you should look oh, or wow. anyone listening should look up at this cover. Just type in like Obama, Peter Yang, Rolling Stone. Um, this one where he's smiling, looking down the light is beautiful and 
I was, that was the first time I ever voted. And um, it was just, it's probably speaks to me more than any cover. Wow. Yeah. It's funny how like, but you said he had the music playing. Music does, it does transpire every emotion, right? And, and feeling, right? If he had something else on, maybe you wouldn't even get that cover, right? If it was like no, some for, other yeah. song playing, right? And then one other thing, and I forgot what it was, of course, but that's, that's how it works. Um, how do people, do you, are you active on like social, you personally active on social media? Oh, I know what I want to ask you before you run off. Do you, because you are a songwriter, do you actually write some, some actual articles? Are you, are you a journalist as well? Can you write? I, I, that's how I started. I went at wrong. So I like started writing stories and whatever oh, before okay. I went into the, that, that was like when I was in school and, um, but no, I don't do it much now because the running of the business is so time consuming and, and, um, but it's something that is on my mind. I mean, I love I'm a, try to be as curious as possible. I love one of the great parts of my job is being able to spend time with some of the most interesting people right. in the world. And um, so I think that in the next you know bit, I'll probably start to do a little bit more of it. I'm going to ask you one more question because it's important. What's the, who are the who are the two of the top two most interesting people that you've really had like that you met throughout this whole thing? Whoa, two. <laughs> um, I don't normally do like a 20 minute interview. It's hard for me to just be like, you know. No, that's a really, layer. I just, I wish I had, I could really think about that because it's such a good question. And for me, as I said, like one of my favorite things that I'm able to do. Um, God, I don't know. Even this past week, I spent two hours with Michael Rapino, who runs Live Nation, who like, just blew me yeah. away with his philosophy about running a business and how he leads his employees and how he's built the thing into what it is today. And I'm not saying he's my number one answer, but that, that, that was no, just I, yeah. this week and I walked away blown away. I know. I think that like, because you have, you're exposed so much, you kind of, you don't even re maybe realize, right? Like maybe next, another person, Michael Rapino, um, Live Nation. Well, the musicians are, I mean, there's, there's so many fascinating people. I mean, I was with Wyclef recently and just like asking him about how he wrote the song Perfect Gentleman. I don't know if you know that one, but no, I don't. it's about a, um, it's about a, a stripper. He's in a strip club and, um, it's a really good song. You should listen to it. I will. Uh, he told me the whole story that it was actually based on a real girl that he had met in a strip club and that he ran into her years later, um, somewhere interesting, like maybe in Africa or something like that. And the, and the girl came up or he didn't run into her. She, he was somewhere and the girl said, it's, it's, um, and wait in the song, he says her name. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but, but the girl comes up to her and says, I'm, you know, I gave you that lap dance and, and, um, you know, I'm married now and I'm a, like a doctor or something. I'm probably getting the story a little wrong, but it was something along those lines. And like, I, that's incredible. You know, that like is, that is a wild story. And what crazy. came out of it is su such a good song. So yeah, across the board, there's, there's fascinating people. Um, and it's one thing to hear their stories and talk to them and, and, and find out about that. But it's another thing to also collaborate with them and like work on projects and build things with, with those people. And there's, there's, uh, so that's the real joy. And then one more part, have you ever been really disappointed with somebody? 
that you thought would be something and then you met them and you're like, oh, fuck, this is not at all. Constantly. Constantly. How often does that happen? <laughs> Probably nine out of ten times? No, I don't know. I get disappointed in myself. I, you know what? You gotta, you gotta. Um, I have a feeling you're not the kind of person who would tell me who it is if I say who really is like not what you hoped it would be. I will in five minutes once we are done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, you've been great. Thank you. Thank maybe, you. Maybe when I back to New York, we can maybe do a longer. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. You're great. Thank you, everybody. Um, go buy the Dizzo cover. Um, and if it's... <laughs> Fifth Harmony. Yeah, Fifth Harmony, exactly. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out, hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries, tune in, you can get to know them. Be inspired, this is your moment. Excuses, we ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast, powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.